Welcome to another episode of High Output AI, where Elliot and Tom discuss all the tools and techniques that make AI happen. Tom just dropped his laptop, everybody. That's what that was all about. No, Am I on an angle? I'm now on an angle. Hang on, love you. Yeah, you'll be right. Nobody looks at us anyway. Mum does. drink. Surprise audience, my ocean spray, cranberry low sugar with pineapple is empty. So that's, uh, that's what I had, but now it's gone. What do you got, mate? Uh, well, I now have yachts in my background and planes and lots of oh. files from the 1980s because I'm definitely not at my parents' place. Ah, yes, true. <laughs> it's the Christmas break. I thought I'd wear my Christmas shirt to make it look like it's still Christmas for us. It's nice. definitely not. It's definitely little, not Christmas anymore. Little gingerbread man. Yeah, it's like it's first week of January, man. Yeah, shh. I mean, uh, it's 22. It could, pre- <laughs> it could be any time. I'd, yeah. I'd like the audience to know as well. It's technically a ninja bread man. You can see the, you can see the little uh, like bandana and it's karate chopped. It's karate chopped the candy cane in half. My mum made it. That's quite cool. Yeah. So me and my nephew and my niece had magic ones. I'm 32 and they are four and two. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, welcome back, everybody, to the definitely still recorded in 2022 review of 2022 episode, episode 28. Uh, It's very nice to have you all here. Thanks to all our new subscribers. It's great to see you. Uh, If you're not yet subscribed, please do. Uh, There's some links in the show notes about how you can reach us on Discord and Twitter and all that sort of stuff. But, man, without further ado, let's... Let's get stuck straight into it. What uh, You got a bevy this evening? I do. And another little bit of evidence that I'm at my parents' place is I'm drinking a Shiraz that I definitely wouldn't open on a... Wednesday. On a Wednesday. Yeah, I forgot what day it is. I'm on holidays. Yeah, Holly, Holly Bob's I'm back at work, but no matter, the podcast must go on. Exactly. Exactly. But I'm excited for this episode. I've been seeing as I'm on holidays. I spent probably four hours today just like getting excited for this episode, digging into things oh, yeah. that going back to our own episodes for reference as well, which was like, I was like, we've now produced enough content that I can reference myself, which is fantastic. <laughs> very, very good. It'll be like, you know, the, how the, the Simpsons used to do that. They do like clip shows where it was like a story and it'd just have throwbacks to old episodes. Yeah. It's definitely not the level of quality we're going to here, but uh, you can pretend in your mind or one day an AI will make that happen for us. Well, Auntie Donna, which is one of our favorite comedy podcasts, uh, have done their best of 2022. They did their top 10 clips um, from 2022. So next year, I hope that we can do our top 10 clips. And they did it Simpsons format as well, including accents from The Simpsons, which I don't think we're going to attempt because you and I think we're funny, but I don't think we're funny... (laughs) to other people <laughs> no no i don't think so mate and i think as good as ai got in 2022 there is nothing that will turn our voices into plausible simpsons characters all righty if we if we hit a thousand subs you have to give everyone a taster of your marge accent oh okay <laughs> i'll probably have to watch the simpsons for the first time in you know five ten years but uh yeah okay deal episode good. how about how about we do Whatever our one-year anniversary is, we'll do a little bit of a throwback to some of the previous episodes, including our weird rants on uh, nuclear power plants and all that yeah, stuff yeah. before we got uh, too settled into the format. I, I weirdly, I weirdly listened to a uh, nuclear power episode podcast episode today as well, so I'm ready to I'm ready to go round two on nuclear power when when the time is right. Hell yeah! <laughs> I mean, look, 
you know, maybe that is, uh, you know, we're not going to spoil too much ahead, but we do have some cheeky predictions for 2023. Maybe that's yeah. a wild card. Yeah, yeah. Nuclear power generation controlled by AI control systems. I feel like that was a thing this year. Now that I said that out loud, <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? But there you go. Billy Bob will throw it in the show notes. Billy Bob. Well, let's just, speaking of show notes, let's jump into it. Episode 28, Hell the review yeah. of 2022. It's the first for us because we started in 2022, but uh, we we thought it's been a big year, so we're gonna we're gonna have a summary of 2022, and then we're gonna we're gonna go and uh, test out test out how good we are with some predictions for 2023. Power, yeah. And if they're terrible, we'll go and delete this half of the uh, podcast so no one can refer back to it. <laughs> yep. But if they're right, then we'll I don't know. We'll be right. I guess we'll we'll, we'll provide it. We'll. Yeah, we'll we'll do some promotions. So, Very good. Uh, what I think we do is we have a little bit of a review of 2022. I've put some little uh, some little markers down as to what we we talk about. We're going to talk about models, obviously. We'll talk about hardware as well. We'll talk about people as well because there's big couple of movements as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then as well, I did a little like internet search to be like, what else did people think was big this year, mm-hmm. other I, than um, that that we didn't. I but, uh, my additional notes. I can see your additional out. notes. You can. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, good, 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 good. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I uh, I found some good resources which covered like every major model release. So we have one for pretty much every month. Oh, fantastic! I know uh, you've you've done a lot of effort here, so I'm going to let you uh, as we start as we jump into the review of the year, jump in, and we're going to jump into models first. Can you take us through? The models, and I love that we've got one released on the twenty seventh of December, twenty twenty two, to sneak yeah, into this that year. Was a late, that was a late entry. I wanted to dive into this one, and maybe we will uh, on a little bit of a cheeky medical themed. Yeah, everything, everything's cheeky this episode. Apparently, uh, cheeky. <laughs> wait, medical till I, wait till I finish the Shiraz, episode, and it'll be uh, extra cheeky. Sometime this year, which I'm looking forward to. But look, working backwards, uh, and again, you can find these show notes in the normal place that show notes exist. Uh, Tom and I are working out slowly how to publish our more comprehensive show notes somewhere, but we'll get to that eventually. Um, so December, late entrant here from Google, another large language model. I think the theme of 2022. Is it is it Google or DeepMind? Uh, oh, man, you're really putting me on the spot. You, you do that. Oh, Billy Bob will research what uh, it is. I, I've got it. Uh, this one's a Google one. This is an archive yep. paper. Yep. Um, so it's a large language model called MedPalm, uh, and it is a large language model for clinical knowledge, which I think is quite cool. So, you know, how everybody talks about chat GPT and answering health questions and how maybe you don't want to trust it. Uh, this one was quite cool. Came out right towards the end of the year. They uh, made it do medical license entry exam questions. It got 67% accuracy. What do you um, What do you need to pass? I don't know, actually. Um, but it's a 17 percentage point in, or percentage, maybe percentage points. I don't know. I didn't actually qualify I, that exact thing over the previous one, mm-hmm. uh, which is quite a quite a big. Uh, That's huge. Quite a big improvement. Um, USMLE passing mark. Yeah. Let's see. Well, would it have? Passed? Well, we've got ten to get through, so I'll just jump into number two. Um, while you're while you're researching, or yeah, are you done? 100%. Uh, so, yeah, no, just, let's keep going. Let's keep going. <laughs> all right, and can you get us a little drum roll getting on the number two model? Like, uh, yeah, sure. 
I definitely have a drum roll. Uh, and uh, number oh, yeah, number two one. is ChatGPT released on the 30th November 2022. Have you guys heard of ChatGPT? I don't think That's anyone has here. Yeah, yeah. A little known model from a little known company that did very little yeah. in uh, 2022. ChatGPT, that's a big boy. Uh yeah, I'm just going to say refer to our previous episode on ChatGPT to hear all things ChatGPT. It was the only model other that got a entire episode dedicated to itself. It really got 1.5 episodes dedicated to itself and probably 1.75 after today. So, um, yeah, ChatGPT, if you're listening to this channel and you haven't heard of ChatGPT, you've probably ended up here by mistake. Yeah, but welcome nonetheless. I couldn't <laughs> find the USMLE pass mark, but... Uh... I assume 70% is pretty decent, like all things considered, giving it yeah. some AI. Yeah. Um, all righty. Cool. So that, that was in November that ChatGPT came back. Now taking us smallly back to October, there were a couple of – I mean, there's there's been tons of stuff this year, but uh, I picked for the October winner the Fanaki model, the text-to-video, uh, which was quite cool. also came out of Google. Um, it was a short little clips that it then did some upscaling on and some interpolation on. I just thought it was awesome. And I hope we see more video stuff in the coming year. Yeah, good. You're not going to do the drum roll on everyone? Um, I don't know. I don't even I, I don't even think I have a drum roll pad uh, here. Well, I'll take the cheering. Chimes. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Yeah, yeah. All right, give me a wind chime. Number four. Whisper coming in at September 2022. And I remember this is kind of the point where we switched to AI as a channel itself because you did such a good uh, overview of Whisper. You even did a little short that got like a ton of views. Um, I did, so- I did. Um, and the live stream on Whisper was quite a popular one. I think right now that's our most watched video. So thanks for everyone that's checked that out. Yeah, um, yeah it was a good, it's a good model. I've been meaning to play around with it more this been some cool improvements to it about like uh, what they call diarization, which is like detecting who's speaking when there's multiple speakers. So you can not only get text or speech to text, but you can get it broken down by speaker. Um, I don't know if you've seen that uh, that video editing tool or that podcast editing tool that like does speech to text and then you edit the text yeah. and then it edits the audio. I feel Wait, like what? There's an, yeah, it's 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 sick. That's amazing. Um, I feel like there's an open source one of those just waiting to happen with Whisper. So I'm very yeah. keen to see what people build with that. Well, next even uh, even a little plug for the tool that we use here at Riverside, their, yeah. uh, their AI flash up who is speaking on the frame, uh, on, on frame, mainframe at the correct time is very good as well. It is. Uh, hashtag not sponsored. Yet. yet. <laughs> yeah, one day soon. Um, all right. Uh, what noise do we have for the next one? Oh, yeah, <laughs> which is anything but the sound generated by this model. Uh, August this year, Stable Diffusion. What is what they deserve. Yeah, they, uh, they did really well this year. I think they're up to version 2.5 now. Everybody's using it. It is very, very cool. Came out uh, of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, much like all these models came out of nowhere except for $100 million of research funding and probably a lot of people's time. But the way it blew up and took over uh, was really, really impressive. And uh, and also as well, it was like an actual iteration on diffusion models as well to get there rather than just copying 
Dali or the mm. methods that Dali uses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The methodology there is very cool. And depending on when you're listening to this, if you get a chance to look at the fast AI course on uh, stable diffusion, recreating stable diffusion, which I think goes free sometime early this year, uh, you should definitely check it out. There's a lot of really good content in that course. Uh, and it goes into a lot of depth about how stable diffusion works. And, and I learned a lot from watching that. All right, next noise. <laughs> Number six, we have Copilot being released in June 2022. Whilst a slightly controversial model in that a lot of people are against it, a lot of people have complaints about it, it's still in the news and is still being used and still developed. And people, I think this one will be, uh, we could be talking about this still next year. Some of these models we might not be, but Copilot seems to be sticking around and GitHub uh, and Microsoft seem to be pretty pretty excited for it and yeah, sorry a little bit of a little bit of background for those who don't remember what copilot is it is the code assistance tool released by github to help people uh develop code yeah yeah i think it was a gpt3 variant um yeah microsoft i mean yeah i think it's gonna be a big year for them i know it's january so this isn't technically a 2022 but apparently they're putting chat gpt into bing search which uh yeah. I think it would be pretty interesting. Um, all right, next sound. Oh, this one's funky. What do we got? We got Imogen in May 2022. Or Imagine. Apparently it's pronounced Imagine, which makes a lot more sense because, you know, like, you know, anything you can imagine, but I've been calling it Imogen. Well, it's definitely spelled Imogen and it definitely generates images. So you're forgiven. Yeah. But also, like, GIF, GIF, who knows? Um, so this was Google's uh, text-to-image model. came out in May this year. Uh, we saw a whole slew of these coming out. I think people sort of raced to get them published after Dali earlier in the year. But uh, yeah. another cool one. I mean, I still haven't seen if you can access any version of it, but uh, it's out there. It's dropped out of the limelight because people aren't playing with it. I have yeah. no idea. I have no idea whether it's dropped out because of performance as well. Like it would have dropped out because of performance compared to Dali and Stable, but it has dropped out of the limelight. Yeah, 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 hundred percent, hundred percent. All right, what do we have next? Uh... <laughs> not fitting. Not fitting. This was this yeah. was an OG episode by us with Gato in May twenty twenty two. This was yeah. one of your. Uh, it turns out that you were doing about one of these per month, it turns out, in retrospect. But yeah. um, uh, tell us about Gato, Elliot. I forgot what it was. So that was sort of the any task to any task uh, transformer model. So Google had, yeah, found yeah, ways to right. represent Atari games and various pieces of music, I think. And, and it could do the, like the, the, the claw, yeah, the, the claw. Grasping task. Yeah. Um, and they built sequence-to-sequence -sequence encoding and, and transformers for that, which was very, very cool. And I think, you know, we've seen this year just the power of transformers and, and representing things that way. We saw Act 1, which was that sort of uh, will help you do any sort of task on the mm. internet uh, type model, which was kind of similar to, to Gato or Gato. Would you say for... Yeah, who knows how to pronounce any of these things. Would you, say, would you say on this list it was the most... Uh, diverse in terms of applications of the models? Yeah, I would say of the ones we've talked about here, uh, it's definitely up there in terms of wide-scale applicability, for sure. Mm. Yeah. 
Alrighty. Give us a noise, mate. Um. Oof. Fitting. Air horn. April 2022, Dali 2, which is kind of like the 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 catalyst for the rest of the list above us. It said like Dali 2 came out and then everything exploded behind us. Obviously, Dali 2 being the image generation model from OpenAI. Yes. They the released sequel, in April. The sequel nobody knew they were waiting for, hey? <laughs> That's a good one. And um, obviously, it was released in April 2022. People had a lot of fun playing around with it, but there was a lot of restrictive access to it. But now, now there's APIs, there's everything. You can do whatever you want with it. You absolutely can. And I mean, Microsoft released their designer product, which is nominally powered by Dali 2, uh, which is quite cool. And I think we're going to see a lot more of that uh, coming into next year. But uh, before that, we had a bit of a, well, at least my... Q1 <laughs> was slow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Q1 was a little slow. But to be fair, our January model was Lambda. Yep. And that was a big one. I mean, it was the model that creates chatbots. The sentient model, right? The sentient model. Yeah. Yeah, that was a big piece of news this year about uh, one of the now, I suppose, ex-Google employees who claimed uh, sentience from Lambda. Uh, and I think we did an episode on that one as well, or at least yeah. we talked about it in one. Uh, look, I think it was dubious at the time, and, and I think those that were calling it sentient were really trying to draw attention to some other things happening at Google, but uh, it was in the news for quite some time. Yeah, and it was a fantastic model as well, and it was very inventive. It um, was kind of like one of the, the first... One of the one of the iterations in chat that we'd seen, uh, chat and language models we'd seen in a little while. Obviously, it's a bit overshadowed by what happened towards the end of the year with ChatGPT, but mm -hmm. it was a fantastic uh, model released by Google. And I think we'll get into this a little bit more as well, is that people aren't really thinking about AI and Google at the moment because people can't play around with Google's models. Mm -hmm. But, well, you're on my thoughts on what's going to happen next year for Google. This seems to seem to align a little bit. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, we'll most definitely. But not to steal uh, too much from our prediction yeah, yeah. part of the prediction part of the episode. Yeah, well, we yeah, we gotta keep people keen, keep people listening. Exactly. For the content. Yeah. All right. Twenty twenty two, those were the models, at least some of them, the ones that we found. There was obviously a lot of other stuff where we saw some big investments. Uh we saw, you know, AI-driven advertising, AI-driven image generation, AI-driven all sorts of things. So it was a big year. And I think, you know, we can pretty definitively say before we jump into hardware people and articles that there's no winter. AI is not in its winter. This is like peak summer, yeah. you know, hitting the beach where, where big things are happening. And I think 2023 is going to be a big year for it as well. Can you remember a year like this in your existence for model releases of this Ooh. importance? And yeah. Yeah, I, look, I would say that the era that I remember closest to this one, it was a little bit more esoteric, I suppose, or maybe not esoteric, but more like developer-focused was, you know, the GANs were released, the early YOLO models for fast image detection were released there's like a very big uptick in a lot of those type of models 
Um, we saw WaveNet come out uh, from Google, I think it was at the time, for some you know, sort of almost real-time audio generation. Um, they didn't get productized as quickly as some of these have, uh, but I think it's been probably five or six years since that era ended, uh, and I think we're just taking off into a new one right now. Yeah, I would. It seems to me from like spectator point of view, is 2018 was like big, big, big hits in the research world, and 2022 is big hits in the model world, and in the next couple of years we're going to see big hits in the product world. Yeah, 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 definitely fair to say. Well, shall we move on to? So that's kind of like the review of the models, but obviously without we advances in models is underpinned by advances in hardware as well. So we took a look back on the year as to see what happened in hardware. And if we look back at who, who were the real winners from the year, we there's, there's kind of two that came, came ahead for me. The first one was Tesla. Now, Tesla on the AID kind of shocked everyone with the scale of their Dojo supercomputer and how they were operating it. Yeah. Something like 6,000 GPUs in nodes of eight tied together. And while they're technically NVIDIA GPUs and they haven't really created their own silicon just yet, the operation and the engineering behind it is just like insane and immense. What was it like 50 terabytes, petabytes of flash memory or something? Something had like the, that, yeah. had this continuous nice. pipeline of auto labeling. And to me, it just really showed the scale that AI could reach. It gave us like a like a bit of a view into the scale that AI could reach and the production process behind producing quality AI that affects a real problem and the engineering required behind it. And this is just one, one company in a small part of an industry. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, this trend of some company trains a massive model on massive amounts of data and then distills it into something smaller and more consumer grade is something we've seen a lot. You know, ChatGPT was similar, Whisper was similar, Stable Diffusion was similar, is that like the infrastructure to build these models is very cumbersome and requires a lot of initial investment. But you know, if these models are running potentially on device in cars within the Tesla ecosystem, uh, they're going to need to be much smaller and much more accessible. And I think that's a trend we're going to see continue is, you know, yeah. people train these big models and then ship them out to you know, smaller, more accessible devices and how those get monetized. I mean, Tesla's a little bit different in that it's their own product in, in both parts, but Stable Diffusion and, and ChatGPT and things, I think it'll be an interesting uh, interesting year, as you said, for product and how we commercialize some of these models. Yeah. The second kind of like big news this year was Apple unveiling its custom silicon. Um in the GPU and the CPU world as well. So they released the M1. Well, they'd already unveiled their their custom silicon, but they kind of went up a step with the M1 Ultra and the M2 uh, custom chip. So, and the M2 chip, sorry. So what I find interesting about this is the best bit of news behind Tesla that I could find for this entire year was not NVIDIA and it was not any of the other GPU makers. So... Yeah. Obviously, GPUs and silicon and semiconductors have been in the news across the last year with, as we see, supply supply chain constraints across the globe. And we'll get to this in a little bit as well, but NVIDIA didn't really have a winning year. Neither did AMD, neither did Intel. 
And what we're seeing is other companies starting to come to the forefront with their own custom silicon. Yeah, definitely. It's, you know, it's an era of, I keep saying era as well. Like, yeah, we're seeing so much of this custom arm chips, custom silicon. I think Google just announced that, you know, they're adopting uh, RISC-V, which is that sort of open, semi-open source uh, arm competitor uh, for CPUs. And I think we're going to probably see a lot more of what Apple's doing which is custom compatibility hardware with sort of 10 to 20% uh, proprietary in that, you know, they've got their own libraries for the ML cores and things like that. And, and that'll be a differentiator. Whereas before it was very much generic hardware mixed into devices. And then the big differentiator was software. Yeah. Yeah. Now, and number three on this was NVIDIA's release of, and I put it as number three after, so we have that discussion just then, but was um, the release of their new GPU arm, which has had a lukewarm reception at best. Some people hate it, some people love it, some people are, but the vast majority of people seem to think that it's expensive for what it is. Yeah, definitely. Like the 40 series, they're, they're big. They're clunky. They take a lot of power. They've been melting people's machines. Yeah, and they're fire hazards. Yeah, exactly. I mean, look, I'm sure they're great devices, but I feel like we're sort of reaching, in terms of consumer-grade hardware, we're kind of reaching diminishing returns on these new devices mm. at this point until we get some sort of hardware breakthrough, which means that for people wanting to use them for AI, uh, it's not going to be as monumental a leap between devices, I don't think, until we start to get sort of AI-specific uh, compute hardware, which I think is a tough sell. Yeah. So that was our kind of like hardware summary from the year. It was kind of like boring compared to the model. So we're probably pay we're probably living off dividends from the uh, the previous the previous years of hardware development, um, and they probably don't run in in tandem step every single year. I thought it'd be interesting as well to consider like a few people movements as well across the year because. Um, this area is so defined by the thought leaders and the experts in the area that wanted to see who was leading what teams. Mm -hmm. I think the number one bit of news from this bit of year is Andrew Kapathe um, leaving Tesla. Huge bit of news for Tesla. Um, and he's now flying solo. He hasn't announced his, his next project yet or what he's working on, but a talent like himself is not going to be uh, allowed to float around making YouTube videos for too long before someone forces <laughs> yeah. him. He <laughs> makes him offer he can't videos. refuse. They are good videos. They are fantastic. Um, they, and especially for someone like myself who is like, uh, I'll say the preschool grade equivalent of uh, machine learning, understanding. No, it, it, uh, yeah, it, it was interesting um, to see him jump ship. I mean, similarly, um, and we'll add him to the list, but like John Carmack leaving Meta, going out to do his own AGI startup. Yeah. Um, you know, I think we mentioned that last week. Yeah, or the week before. Like, Obviously, he's less of a AI name compared to, to Andre, but um, his focus is now on AI. So, yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting to see what this next generation of companies and, and research teams looks like now that some of these yeah. names are leaving the big tech companies. Yeah, and on that as well, uh, the, the final person that we'll mention... Uh, is Ian Goodfellow, who was the inventor of the GAN or one of the the main author of the GAN paper back in mm -hmm. 2018. He left Apple this year. 
Mm. And he's now gone and joined DeepMind. He originally worked with Google, so that's he's returning home to some extent. But a bit of a blow to Apple's machine learning group when the probably one of the most recognized minds in AI leaves and goes back to or goes to a direct competitor. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Apple's had a funny year when it comes to AI. I think, mm. you know, their approach has been less direct. I'm sure there's a lot of AI in their product, um, but it's not as extreme as, say, Google. You know, if you see the, the, the ads for the new Google phones, AI is one of the features that it advertises in this sort of like magic photo editing tool. Yeah, yeah it's all around the photo editing, store. yeah. Yeah, whereas I think Apple is much more like, We've got a great user experience. Everything just works. Don't worry about how. Um, and I think as people get more comfortable with ideas around AI and, and the fact that it is in consumer products and I guess the general education around what AI is and what it can do increases, yeah. I think that'll start to work against them a little bit and we'll probably see a shift this year on some of that positioning. Mm-hmm. And uh, moving on to the next section, so we we've uh, we've hit the people and the movements there. I just thought I'd do a quick search of like what what uh, Hacker News thought was the biggest bit of news this year for for AI. Yeah. And the top rated post was the Stratchery homework uh, article, which we were mentioned in the Chat GPT episode. Um, mm, I think that episode was really well done. Every twenty six, it was the highest voted and highest commented uh, piece of news with the with AI. Um, mm. for the year. Number two was an interesting article that also came out in the last two months, which I just think is like these two, the top two articles were produced in the last two or three months. Um, mm-hmm. And I just think that says something about the, uh, the pulse of the, uh, the pulse of the, uh, of the, of the psyche of the, uh, of the world at the moment around AI. And that second article was middle managers will be replaced before hourly workers which is an interesting deep dive into um, AIs coming for the messy middle of management jobs rather than the frontline worker, which is something that people often, uh, which is a bit of a controversial view compared to what most people would hold in their minds. Yeah, definitely. I remember reading that one. I I will admit I I don't recall the finer details of that article, but yeah, I think it's, there's some good points in there in that like, yeah, I do think a lot of that stuff will get automated away. Yeah. But look, if I know anything about middle management, I know that it's extremely resilient and it will find a way to survive. Because- I'm a little skeptical of this one because I think Hacker News is now like so not a hacker place for hackers and there's so many middle managers in it that it's probably a lot of people got scared for their own jobs. And there's a little bit of bias involved in that one being voted to the top. Middle manager news, you reckon? Yeah. That's the rebrand. Middle manager news. <laughs> it's like it's like Twitter being controlled. Like all the people that all our like heroes from growing up in the startup age are now just like cranky old men that are saying <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> old man years at cloud type territory. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, and the third the third article uh, was just a how to learn machine learning in twenty twenty two, which is good to see that it's still popping up. Mm. Yeah, uh, because you think that that would be it just is changing so much that it has to keep popping up. Definitely. And it's so approachable, which is awesome for everybody that, you know, is looking at this thinking, oh my yeah. gosh, how do I ever make a stable diffusion and yeah. all this sort of stuff? Like you can get started. 
Yeah, number six was like number six. I remember, or like number five or six. Don't quote me on that. Was like, I'm a late entry. I'm a late entrant at 35 to AI help, something yeah. like that. So, yeah, yeah. Alrighty, I thought we'd jump into kind of a summary of the year. Who we like? We said a lot of we said a lot of different models come out. Um, let's sum up of like who you think your biggest winner was, your biggest surprise of the year was, and your biggest loser slash flop of the year. Okay. Uh, well, let's have a little. I don't have a drum roll. I really need a drum roll, but we can do some applause for the biggest winner. Yeah. We should probably do that after we talk about what our biggest winners are. Um, look, for me, the big winners this year were Chat GPT and Stable Diffusion. Mm. More because they were so approachable and so usable than the quality of the model, which was very high. But the fact that so many people I know have played with both those models, even people who are like not AI yep. people, really speaks to how well they will release. I know investment bankers that were playing with it. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, investment bankers, they're not smart people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, mate. No, mate. We've got to define who we stand for. We can, we can fuck the bankers off. It's fine. <laughs> What about you, mate? Who were your winners? Uh, I, like, yeah, like nothing, nothing, I don't know, nothing too surprising here. But I said OpenAI was the biggest winner of the year for me. Like mm. they went from a nobody to almost, I don't want to say a household name, but like a, ha- a household under the age of 30 name. Um, and I know Dali 2 was a little bit like, criticized early on when stability was re- uh, like stability was released and they were asking for open access, but they got their act together and now everyone's playing with Dali too. Um, and then obviously the winner at the end of the year, November 30, bang, chat GPT. Like yeah. they, they make open AI the winner for me today. Yeah, it is absolutely everywhere. I'm, I'm yeah. starting to see a new product come out backed by chat GPT yeah. as well, which is uh, very interesting. Very cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good year. No, yeah. I don't think there's gonna to be too many arguments there, so we'll just jump on. Biggest surprise. Can you give me a can you give me a um a little bit of a drum roll? Uh no, that's I mean that's the okay. one noise I Or give me give me give me a noise is what I when I say uh, drum roll. we can have just press uh, something. <laughs> record scratch because it's a Done. surprise. I don't know. It'll be yeah. Good. Uh so my surprise for the year was that one of the most popular products full stop of the year, well, one of the most popular products of the year full stop was an AI product, which was ChatGPT. I did not expect it. And like, I went and did a little bit of like looking around being like, okay, what other products got like super popular this year? Because ChatGPT had like probably over 2 million accounts by the end of, by the end of within a month, which is just crazy. Product Hunt, they had like a couple hundred thousand downloads. Hmm. Um, uh, like show hack and use the biggest, like the biggest upvote had a couple of like a few thousand upvotes. Yeah. These like a couple of million accounts within a month is like viral social media territory. If you were like Snapchat or Facebook or Tinder back in the day, you would have dreamed for that yeah. kind of uptake. 100%. And this year, this year, the success story was an AI product, which just blows my mind. Yeah. I don't know how long, how many accounts, how many daily active users they have, but like, I don't think that matters in the end. What they did was they got in the news, they got people using it, they got people thinking about AI, they got people talking about AI, and now there's hundreds, and there's, now there's literally millions of people out there 
who might be potentially thinking about new products to build off the top of this. So definitely that was yeah. my biggest surprise yep. to the year. No, me too. I had the exact same thing. Yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah good. Good. All right. I've got one for this one. Go biggest flop. Love it. All right. My biggest flop for the year was meta like a hundred percent. Like a lot of their releases were just so disappointing and so boring. Uh, they had to retract that, uh, that model and just that, that investor letter, like, look, you know, whatever, investors can get cranky sometimes, but that investor letter, yeah. which was basically like the metaverse is dumb. Stop wasting your time. Invest yeah. in AI. What, what a kick in the teeth. Like, you know, you would not Google invest in a whole bunch of weird products, but nobody's writing to Google being like, do more AI because they put shit out there yeah. and it does well, you know? So yeah, meta, sorry, folks, tough year. Do better. You heard it here first. Well, I'm glad we have a bit of a disagreement. So I did have Galactica as like an honorable mention, yeah. which is the meta model. Like that was a super big flop. Um, I was thinking about giving like a little bit of a tongue in cheek answer about crypto because like crypto's losses, AI's gain, in my opinion. Mm. Um, but I'm actually going to say Nvidia. And my argument for that is their share price is down 50%. They're yeah. unable to sell any of their old GPUs. They have like huge, like their inventory, their inventory is backed up like no tomorrow. And that's because their market is flooded with their secondhand GPUs from the crypto crash. Their latest release was lukewarm at best, like lukewarm at best. Mm -hmm. They seem to be betting on the metaverse. And as you just said, the metaverse might have just taken a real big hit. Mm -hmm. And the final one is that like, they had this massive lead. Like this is all on the backdrop of like everyone saying semiconductors and silicon is like super important to us. We need to like, we need to like onshore this stuff. And yeah. even in this environment, they haven't been able to, as a like U.S. nationalized comp a national U.S. company, been able to take advantage of them. I don't think this is the end of Nvidia by any regards. I just think it's been a pretty fucking rough year for Nvidia. So that's why I'm yeah. saying Nvidia is the biggest loser. Yep, yep, I agree. But you know. Yeah. Chance to bounce back. Meta and yeah. NVIDIA 2023. Come on, bring it on. Yeah. And on that note... Da, 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 da. Yeah. I can't believe that, like, of all the stupid noises that this thing can produce, there's not... I swear, any... I swear when we were screwing around in the lobby, you pressed a drop roll as well. Oh, yeah, there is one in here in Riverside. Here we go. No, bang. I can't hear it. You can't... Oh, I got to this button too. There we are, there we are. Yeah, there Got we it. go, the tail end of a drum roll. I really, now that you've said that, I really hope our listeners will be able to actually hear the noises and we haven't just been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, use your imagination otherwise, folks. Um, All right. All right, let's jump into predictions for 2023. I had a model section, but we both left it blank. I couldn't think of anything for models. Oh, I didn't even notice the heading. Yeah. Um, you I got it on the spot? some of those ideas. Um can I think of any model-related ideas on the spot? I think we're going to probably see a lot more stuff in video uh, and audio generation. Those would be yeah. my two. Hopefully coming together with like audio-visual generation this year. I yeah. think that would just be the logical next step for a lot of this stuff. So that's my bet for models. Okay, cool. Um, I didn't have anything. So we'll move on to hardware. Uh, and I'll jump into my hard. There will be no models this year. Guys. There'll be zero models. There'll be no zero models. models. We've done it. We've done it. Physics, science is basically done. Models uh, are done. Yeah. 
Um, so in hardware, um, I think a major winner in, I know they're not technically the producers of hardware, but they own the hardware and they rent the hardware. I think Microsoft Azure is going to be a major winner. Um, and the reason why I say that is that ChatGPT and DALI 2 are going to start, uh, there's going to be products that are built around those and they're going to start deploying in 2023. And where is all of the training and where is all the hosting and where is everything going to be done? It's going to be on Microsoft Azure. So by that regard, whoever Azure buys their uh, silicon from, which I think I read something about AMD at one point. I don't know. Anyway, whoever they buy from is technically a winner as too, but like, yeah. We know yeah, that cloud computing, cloud computing makes uh, makes better margins on, yeah. on top of that hardware. So yeah. I think uh, Microsoft I, Azure is yeah. going to be a winner in 2023. Yeah, I'd, I'd bet on them. Um, another one from me, I think Google is going to release some sort of new AI-related hardware with whatever their flagship Android device is this year. Yeah. Um, trying to mimic some of the stuff that Apple is doing, but also... I guess, you know, leaning on the fact that they've been running custom AI silicon for a while, there'll be some tensor core as a sort of, I'm sure it's in their phones already, but as a sort of headline new functionality. I, I read this week that Samsung was really struggling with the production quality on, on their, on their silicon. Um, is, 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 is Samsung producing the chips for Google? Do you know for the Android phone? Uh, I don't know for the like for their flagship phone. Um, there's likely some Android devices that have some some Samsung hardware. Such as Samsung. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the next. What do they call them? Nexus devices, maybe. Yeah. Are they still called that? Pixels. Yeah. Pixels. Pixels. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. the next set of Pixels will have. Um, but yeah, that's that's my guess for hardware for 2023. Yeah. Moving on to products. Keep rolling through products, mate. What do you got for products and your predictions? Yeah, so uh, I was thinking a lot about ChatGPT over the last couple of weeks as the world was, but it it made me remember, have you seen that video which was like the Google Assistant that like calls up and makes a hairdresser booking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was like 2014. Yeah, that was, yeah. And that was amazing. So I think two things I think that'll come out in the product world. I think there'll be a ton of startups, sure, but... Google will release a demo at I.O. that is built into either Google or into Android that will leave chat GPT in the dust. It will just be so good if they know what they're doing. The other one, I think, uh, is assuming they don't get absolutely decimated by U.S. banning them at some national level, TikTok will release something AI generated within their product that will just explode. It'll be absolutely massive. Uh, whether it's sort of content generation or, you know, automatic duets or something like that with AI, and it'll be huge. Probably it'll, you know, fizzle out pretty quickly, but I would bet that they're working on something mm. like that at the moment. Yeah, it's cool. That's cool. What about you? Um, I had a similar one with Google, and mine was that Google's going to have a hit in the product, uh, a hit product in the chat world. Uh, I just think that they're like, like if we looked at that model list and our research list, like Google features very heavily across a number of different areas. Yeah. And I just think that they're getting punished from a like in the psyche because they're not interactive and they're, and they're not interacting directly with consumers. Mm-hmm. Um, and they can't not be, and they cannot 
not be listening to the news about what ChatGPT is planning on doing with search and people saying it's destroying search. So like, I just think that like, and they had Lambda early this year as well, which was a fantastic yeah. model. Um, and like applying some learnings from ChatGPT to the models of Lambda as well, like the Lambda model as well. Surely that's going to pr- improve it even more. I just like, I just think that Google's going to like knock something out of the park this year. And everyone who's saying Google's going to be dead, search is dead, Google search is dead, is just going to like have to like go back yeah. and awkwardly listen to themselves saying that. And uh, yeah. yeah. No, for sure. Um, I then in products, like I just thought generally about this like category of the explosion of assistance. Like we could be at work using assistance, AI assistance in a way that we haven't been using. Probably like it's not going to be hitting the accounting firms next year, but like for people that work in tech, uh, like the example of Copilot could be used in other domains as well. Um, David Friedberg from the All In podcast coined it as the narrator economy. Uh, I think there's a better name out there, but like the idea that like you can be narrating what you want from your from that product mm. and the and the final product you want which is kind of the idea so i think we're going to see like i just really wouldn't be surprised within five years if we have like a really good competent siri that we use at work in very specific search uh, uh, situations and we have multiple series uh, depending on the product that we use yeah. at the time yeah yeah no, i definitely believe it and i you know i think there is something interesting about this narrator economy idea it's like you know it's just a new medium so there's going to be people that get really good at prompt engineering the same way there was people that got really good at, you know, yeah, code generated artwork and it's still art. It's just different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the next category that I had as well for a little bit of predictions is like research. Um, I, I had a couple of areas here and I was just, I know we've talked about the alpha fold, uh, uh, alpha fold and protein, mm-hmm. uh, protein folding problem before as well but like one bit of news that came out in december was that there's this there's this competition every year called cusp cusp casp and up to every single year everyone was using different models to like enter the competition and produce scores and then 2020 and 20 i think it was 2020 comes around and google uses alpha DeepMind uses alpha fold 2 and just blows everyone, well, everyone out of the water. Traditionally, scores have been between 40 and 60 out of 100, and Google suddenly got, uh, DeepMind suddenly got 90 out of 100. So it just like yeah, wow. blew everyone out of the water. Um, there's a lot of uh, like contest around whether alpha, uh, like protein folding is actually useful and predicting it is actually useful. But if you read, if you read a bit of stuff out there, is people say like it's not going to like suddenly unlock the cure to immortality, but it is useful for like research. Yeah. Uh, in December this year, in 2022, everybody, instead of using their own models, used a modification of AlphaFold. Every That's single entrant. So, like, they just, like, blew up this competition. And, like, yeah. everyone's, like, now it's, like, everyone was using, like, friggin' three-wheel cars and then suddenly someone invented the four-wheel. This is a terrible example. Everyone was using V4 engines and then suddenly someone went, you know what, I've got a V12 engine. And then next yeah. year everyone's using the V12 engine in Formula yeah. 1. Like, yeah. They have just blown up this competition. A lot of people think that this is incredibly important to researchers because it allows them to understand, like, visualize and and test hypotheses a lot quicker. So we could see, like, a step change in biology. It might not impact next year, but, like, 
I don't know, over the next 10 years, this could have been really important. And I'm, I know I'm not the first person to say that, so I'm not saying anything new here, but mm. I just don't think we touched on that enough on this show, so I wanted to call it out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I forgot to put my notes down in this research section, but I think from a like AI research, my spicy hot take for 2023 is we'll see whatever comes after Transformers. There will be a new... But, but Elliot, AI is done. Transformers is it. <laughs> Physics is done. Yeah. We discovered uh, the electron. Physics uh, yeah, is I done. We'll, was we'll that Niels Bohr said that? Uh, yeah, somebody said that. Like, yeah. everything has been discovered. Uh, yeah, I think we'll get whatever's next beyond Transformers. It might have even been out and it's been bubbling away, but yeah. I think... Yeah, Waiting for approval in a paper at the moment. Yeah, basically. That's my yeah. research. Spicy hot take. I don't know where else to put this, but um, I reckon we're going to start to see nationalized compute models um, as well. Yep. Um, it's probably happening. It's probably we, we, we laymen won't see it in, for another couple of years, but the idea of like uh, anything around like satellite defense, et cetera, will be like nationalized and there'll be mm -hmm. th certain things as well that people will want to control locally. I'm not saying that they're going to build the models from scratch, but they'll want to own the models, be able to calibrate it, tune it, and then they'll essentially onshore it in their own in their own facilities. I think that yep. might be a little see a little bit of a trend. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Alrighty. Predictions for companies. Who's going to crush it? Who's going to die? What's going to happen in 2023? Get your stock tips. Get your stock tips ready, Elliot. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't have any particular stock tips, but look, I think. Uh, I think we're going to see three main things across the companies. I think image generation and text generation is going to get a bit boring. Uh, it's cool, uh, but I think people will get over it and there'll be more focus on video and interactive content. Um, so, you know, the TikTok style content, um, more sort of engaging content than just image generation. I think we're going to mm. see a lot of companies come out with that. Uh, and that sort of feeds into this next point a little bit is that I think we'll see a mainline sort of quite popular video game that has a chat GPT style model generating narrative within that game in 2023. And I think it'll be cool. And I think somebody will generate you, a really great experience around that. Do you mean dynamically? Yeah. Yeah. yeah dynamically. Um, That's cool. Yeah, hopefully something that is like large multi-user as well. Like I imagine a cohort of people interacting with say, chat GPT and it's using players' actions to sort of generate narrative across this sort of shared experience. I think if they can do, you know, like imagine World of Warcraft, but like yeah. what happens in the world is defined by an AI based on what people are doing and how they're interacting with it. I think seeing oh, that, amazing. that'd be amazing. Yeah. Uh, and the last one, I think we'll see AI content generation in a large-scale blockbuster movie in a non-trivial way. I'm sure it's there already for some bits and pieces, but I think we'll see AI-generated content uh, within a large-scale sort of big box office hitting movie this year. Yeah, after the slight flop that was Avatar's wonderful graphics. Um, yeah. I, I think you've you've got some you've got some gunpowder in your uh, in your cannon there. Um, I'm mainly excited as well for your game predictions. So the Age of Empires uh, for mm. 
AI that I play against have better chat when I swear at them and <laughs> say mean things about them. Exactly. They're not very funny, they don't, they, and they don't laugh at my jokes. Mm. Um, in terms of prediction, I had I'm, I'm just gonna get the like super boring one out of the way. But like, OpenAI is gonna get rid of this. Like, they're gonna keep research from a branding point of view, but they're just gonna be a product company. Like, and yeah. I think I think the twist there will be that they move from like capped profit or whatever it is to like fully profit. I don't. I also don't think that this is going to be like some announcement where OpenAI says it, but like they're just a product company now. Like, yeah, they, yeah, for sure. Um, on the flip side as well, I actually think that someone like Stability could see a major investment by Amazon or Google mm-hmm. um, to contract supply for their silicon and their cloud services. I'd believe that. I'm, I'm less, I'm less convinced that Google would do it unless they believe that there would be some synergy between abilities models and imogen but um i don't know i just think that someone might make a play for stability as a direct competitor to open ai yeah i believe that i i think i agree amazon is the more likely player in that um i also i also think as well there's like too much happening around elon at the moment when he controls too many companies for them not to be overlapping like twitter has a bot problem Tesla is developing some of the biggest amounts of AI is like one of the biggest developers of AI in the world. And there's open AI sitting there, which he is a co-founder and an executive on. There's going to be some form of like contract, I think play uh, switching hands there as well. Um, I'm not saying that that's a dirty thing to do, but that just feels like it's going to happen. Yeah. 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 Uh, I believe it. And then I think my fourth one, which is boring, and I wanted it to be boring, is that I think we're going to see some older, more boring tech companies leap into the AI space. And we're already seeing it as well. Like they've got plugins at the moment, but I think there's going to be major movements. And by older companies, I mean Adobe and Autodesk in the generative space. So interesting. um, And the reason why I wanted to bring that up is that these are not particularly cutting edge companies at the moment. and that, I don't mean that as a bad thing because most companies can't be cutting edge. Yeah. Um, but they're not like Google where they have a deep mind research arm and they have the ability to have that. These are companies that are just pure product companies. But I think we're going to see some more boring companies join the AI space, which is fantastic because that, the more boring it gets, the more mainstream it is. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, and I, yeah, Autodesk is an interesting one. I hadn't, I hadn't thought about that before. But yeah, I think there's a lot that can be done there. Yeah. Very good. Well, that's, well, that's it, mate. Predictions. Yeah. Let's ne- never listen to this episode again so to know whether we're right or wrong. Or yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. You can say whatever you want. If we make enough predictions, some of them will be right, and we'll just claim that the rest were to throw people off. Yeah, exactly. Good, good. Very good, man. And the timing of this worked out well. We're coming up to an hour, which means it is time to wind things down. It is. I don't know if. I mean, you're about eight kilometers from where I live. Uh, if it is as humid where you are as it is here, but it, I am dying. I am very dehydrated in this sweat pit right here. Yeah. yeah. So let's uh, let's call it there. Thank you, anybody who is still listening to the show at this point. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Do all the things that you know we want you to do. Share it with a friend. Subscribe. Join our Discord and chat with us. Uh, we'll try and keep active there. Uh, but look. More than anything, thank you for listening. This is a lot of fun for Tom and I, and hopefully it's fun for you to listen as well. Yeah, and thank you to you, mate. I cannot believe that we're sitting here 
what is it? Eight months after we started this, eight eight months after we started this, and we're doing it, and we're doing a yearly wrap up. I'm uh, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of me, and I'm really thankful for everyone that gives us a little uh, gives us a little bit of uh, encouragement along the way by subscribing and liking and commenting. So, yeah, very good. Thank you to everyone. Thank you, mate. Thank you. All right. Well, see you all very very soon. Hope you're doing well. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to another episode. If you're liking this content, make sure you subscribe and like so we keep on going. And if you have any questions, make sure you hit us up on Twitter, join our Discord, or leave them in the comments below. Thanks again. It's-